Thank you for listening to our Bayshore Rehoboth podcast. We always love to hear stories about how Bayshore is helping to have an impact in your life. We would love for you to take just a moment and send us an email at amen at bayshorecc.org. Also, be sure to stop by our website at bayshorecc.org to find out all kinds of information, including past messages, videos, pictures, links to social media, and an opportunity to give online. Thanks again for joining us, and prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Good morning. How are you guys doing? My name is Cotter, and I am the Next Steps and the Students Director here at Bayshore. I'm super excited that you guys are here with us this morning. Um, I'm also super excited to have our online family joining us this morning through the podcast, through Facebook Live. So can you guys help me and make it some noise for our online family? I think it's so awesome how like Bayshore is in this room, but it's also all over the map. Like anybody that's visiting family this weekend for Thanksgiving is still able to experience church this morning. I just think that's so cool. Um, and I'm so glad you guys are here. Who had a great Thanksgiving? Yeah? Man, Thanksgiving is, is awesome. I know uh, Bo said that it's not one of his, his favorite meals of the year, but, but I love Thanksgiving meals. It's, it's the best. We had um, a lot of really good time with family. Um, as Bo was saying, we went over, uh, he's my brother-in-law, so we were over at their house, and uh, we had a Nerf fight with their kids last night, and that was, that was pretty awesome. I kind of got dominated by his kids. I hate to admit that, but it was, it was a lot of fun, and uh, this is the fifth year that my wife Emily and I have been married, so it's the fifth year that we get to celebrate. Um, thank you. Um, what I was saying wasn't, wasn't clap-worthy. I was saying I like to get uh, two Thanksgiving meals every year, so uh, it was a little selfish. Um, <laughs> but I think that's one of the fun parts about marriage is you get multiple Thanksgiving dinners, and, uh, and one of the best parts for me about Thanksgiving dinners is the pumpkin pie. And every year for Thanksgiving with Emily's family, she always makes this homemade pumpkin pie, and it is so good. But when she makes it, the part that kind of stinks is that we can't eat it until we have that family dinner. So she makes it, and the whole house smells incredible. And we just have to sit there and stare at it for like a whole day. And it's, it's kind of the worst. We have to wait until the dinner to eat it. But uh, this year, she came up with this idea to make like the big family pie. And then she also did some extra work, and she made this little like mini pie that was just for us. Um, so we were able to eat it ahead of time. And it was, man, that extra work was totally worth it. Because it was, it was so good. Um, but today, we're going to be continuing our series, Simply Blessed. And I can't think of anything uh, that reminds me more of blessings than pumpkin pie. So, um, so we're going to be talking about simply blessed, and we're going to talk about how we're simply blessed for eternity. So we're simply blessed for eternity. How many of you guys have ever had something in your life where you just wanted it so bad that you didn't care what it cost to get that thing? You guys ever had something like that? My cousin Dylan had something like that when, when we were young. Um, so on my mom's side of the family, there's eight of us grandchildren, and I am the uh, younger, or the second youngest of the grandchildren, and my cousin Dylan is the youngest. Um, so we have uh, myself and my older brother and my older sister, and then we have three cousins that grew up in Virginia and two that grew up in North Carolina. So we didn't get to see each other very often, but the times we did get to see each other was uh, around Christmas, and then in the summer when everybody would get together down here in Rehoboth at my grandparents' beach house. And when we got together down at the beach house, we were always hanging out together. We were playing arcade games on the boardwalk 
boardwalk, we were playing games on the beach, we were playing video games or games in the backyard of the beach house. Um, so one year when my cousin Dylan and I were pretty young, um, all the cousins were getting together in the back of the yard and we were going to play this game of kickball. And so we kind of divided up into teams. We were trying to decide who was going to kick first. And for anybody that's played kickball, you know that you want to be the team that kicks first because kickball isn't really like baseball where you have a set amount of innings. Kickball is who can get the most runs and make the other team quit first. So you want to get to kick first because maybe the other team doesn't even get a chance to kick. So we're trying to figure it out. And some of my older cousins decided that the way that we were going to choose who got to kick first was they said the first person who finds an earthworm and eats it gets to kick first. I don't know how they came up with that. It was very weird. And so we're all kind of standing there laughing and like, I'm, I'm not going to eat a worm. It's not worth it. So while that's kind of going through my head, my cousin Dylan drops to the ground, digs a hole, finds an earthworm, I don't know how, and grabs it and just swallows the whole thing whole. Just threw it down. Like, it was so disgusting. I don't know, like, he didn't even hesitate, but it was... It was that worth it to him to get first kick in kickball, and, and sure enough, he got to kick first. But we all have things in life that are just really important to us and things that we're just willing to do whatever it takes to get them because some things are just worth the sacrifice. And today we're going to read this parable that Jesus told to his disciples about a man who gave up everything that he had to obtain the one thing that meant the most to him. So we're going to be in the book of Matthew today, and where we're reading, we're kind of in the middle of Jesus's ministry. Um, so he's going from place to place, and he's just kind of talking to people, telling them about the good news. And on this day, Jesus was hanging out by this lake, and these people came to hear him speak. And so many people came that he actually, instead of just being on land talking to these people, he had to get on a boat and he had to go out into the water so that he could talk to all of them at once. So he was out there and he was talking to them all day. And then later on in the day, he goes back in and there was this little house there. So he went into the house and it was just him and his disciples, which were his close followers. And as he was in there with them, he shared this parable with them about eternal life. So that's what we're going to read today. We're in the book of Matthew chapter 13. We're going to be reading verse 44. So if you want to follow along with your Bible or on your phone. Um, and we also, if you don't have a Bible with you, we have orange Bibles out in the lobby. We'd love for you to grab one of those before you leave. Um, so we're Matthew 13, verse 44, and it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. So this is a parable, and a parable is a, it's like a story that's used to illustrate a spiritual lesson. So in this parable, it talks about the kingdom of heaven, and the kingdom of heaven is God's rule over all things and, and our place within that. And essentially, it's referring to eternal life, the eternal life that we have with Jesus when we place our trust in him to save us from our sin. And eternal life is a phrase that it seems sort of strange. It's something that we see in the Bible, but it kind of seems like an oxymoron because we all know life to be temporary and finite. Life is something that ends, whether it ends quickly, like the life of the betta fish that my wife Emily and I got right when we got married, which lasted like a couple days, then started swimming upside down, and then it went and hid inside of its little cave and and then we found it a few weeks later. Um, but, you know, life can last a really short amount of time or it can last a really long time. But ultimately, life ends. Aren't you guys glad you came to church this morning? <laughs> like, man, just bringing the encouragement. So, um, but what's amazing about Jesus, and look, the reason why we meet in the basement of a sub shop every Sunday morning to sing songs about Jesus and to, to learn from the Bible 
What's amazing about Jesus is that he gives life that doesn't end to anyone that follows him. Life that doesn't end when we die, life that is eternal, life that is never ending. And that's what Jesus has promised to everyone who follows him, life that doesn't end. And, and think about the, the significance of that, the significance of eternal life. So we know everything that we know has an expiration date, whether it's the leftovers from Thanksgiving that are in your fridge or the Christmas tree that you cut down and put in your living room or the hope that you have in your football team to make the playoffs, which if you're an Eagles fan like me, that hope is gone after last Sunday when our quarterback thought he was Santa Claus and he was just giving the ball away to the other team all afternoon. It was ridiculous, but, but everything has an expiration date, and that can be a huge bummer if we think about it in the sense of things that we care about, and, and I know I've always kind of been like that. I've always been kind of like a sentimental person, and I've always loved Christmas, like loved Christmas. Like I'm like Joel. Joel started listening to Christmas music this year in October, and he's got a head start on all of us. But when I was a kid, I always would do that. And I'd have my Christmas tree up in my room early in the fall. I started watching The Grinch in September once or twice a week all the way through Christmas. Like, I just, I loved Christmas as a kid. And as kids, um, we celebrated Christmas at our home. And then around noon or one, we'd all get in the car and we'd drive up to New Jersey to visit some family that we had up there. And uh, one year we were making that drive up to New Jersey and I just lost it. Like, I just started crying, like, uncontrollably. And um, my sister asked me, she's like, what's going on? And I don't know if she actually wanted to know or if she was just annoyed with me since we were all in a small car. Um, but she asked me, and I was like, I'm just so sad that Christmas is almost over. This is like one in the afternoon. Like, we're not even halfway into the day yet. And I was sad that Christmas was almost over. But like, when the things that we love end, or when we think about them ending, it, it makes us sad but imagine this for a second. Imagine your perfect day, whatever your perfect day is, whether that's uh, spending time with your family all day, or maybe that's going out alone and shopping all day without anybody around, or sitting at home watching football all day, or eating grottos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which that sounds pretty amazing. Now, think about the joy that you have in your heart when you think about that day, the excitement that you have. Now, imagine if that never ended, like even for a second, and that's what I think eternal life with Jesus is going to be like, only like infinitely greater than that. It's going to be the greatest joy, the greatest fulfillment, the greatest excitement that you could ever imagine, and it's never going to end. So check out this verse that we see in the Bible from Revelation. We'll toss this up on the screen. It's from Revelations chapter 21. It says, there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these, all these things are gone forever. Everyone, this, this verse is talking about heaven. And everyone, look, in, in this life, we're all dealing with things. We're all dealing with things that are difficult, things that are hard, things that make it really difficult to see the blessings that we have in life, because life is tough. Life's full of all these things. It's full of sorrow. It's full of death. It's full of crying and, and pain. But eternal life is free from all of those things. There's no sadness in eternal life. There's no crying in eternal life. There's no pain in eternal life. It's complete perfection that never ends. So let's get back to the man in this, in this story that Jesus was telling in Matthew 13. We've seen how the, the kingdom of heaven represents eternal life. So let's see what this man did when he found it. So it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. So this treasure, it, it represents eternal life. And this man finds it, and look at what he does. 
He was filled with joy. He went and he sold everything that he had just so he could obtain that field with the treasure. That treasure was worth so much to him that he was willing to give up everything that he had just so he could have that one thing. That's how valuable it was to him. When he found it, nothing else that he owned could compare. Nothing else that he owned even mattered anymore. And what Jesus was trying to communicate through this story is that eternal life is our ultimate blessing. Eternal life is our ultimate blessing. That's the reason that this man was willing to trade everything that he owned for the treasure. It was so amazing that nothing else could compare. And that's what eternal life is for us. It's the greatest treasure that we could ever find. That's why Jesus came to earth on Christmas. He didn't just come to have fun and to kick it with us for a few years and see what life is like. Jesus said in the book of John that he came so that we could have life and so that we could have life to the full, and that life that is eternal, life that never ends. And when we place our trust in Jesus, we're not just simply blessed, but we're simply blessed for eternity. We're simply blessed for eternity, and that's a promise that Jesus has made to us. Now, how many of you guys have pets? Yeah. Uh, all right. So where am I? Like, I know we might have some bird people and some squirrel people, but um, I'm just looking for the main pets. So where are my cat people at? All right. So my wife loves cats. Like when we were over at Katie and Bo's, they have a little kitten and it is super cute. And all night she was talking about how, trying to convince me how we should get a cat. Um, she loves them. I can't stand cats. And I do not mean to offend anybody. We had this cat growing up that was, it was an outdoor cat. And what it would do, it was, it was not the nicest. It would kill animals. And then after it killed the animals, it would bring them up outside of our front door and it would leave them there. So when we went out the door to school in the morning, we would step on dead animals all the time. And it was terrible. And that's bad enough. But I kind of thought that the cat was trying to send us a message like, hey, I can do this to these animals. You know what I can do to you. So I'm kind of terrified of cats. I'm not a cat person. But how, how many dog people do we have in the room? All right. Yeah. All right. My dog people. So Emily and I, um, I'm sorry if you have a dog. We currently have the greatest dog that's ever existed. Um, that dog is alive and it's living at the Johnson house. We have a picture of him. We can toss up on the screen. So that's him. He's super cute. This is when he's trying to look cool outside. But we got another picture of him we'll show you. That's when he's chilling. So at, uh, at our house, um, when I play Xbox, he sleeps on the couch and I sit on the floor in front of him because he's awesome. So I let him have the couch. He kind of deserves it. Um, but he, in our house, we have this, uh, right when you walk in, we have this like staircase and there's this little, it's the weirdest thing. When we were looking at the house, we didn't understand. It's this little like porthole window and it's in the middle of the staircase. So as you're walking up the stairs, it's like by your feet. You could never look out of it, but it's a perfect height for our dog to look out of. So every morning when I'm leaving for work, he runs up the stairs and he sits at the window and stares at me as I walk out to my car. And then as I get in my car and I'm driving away, I see his little face in the window and all the way until I drive away. And then when I come home at the end of the day after work, pull into the driveway, he hears my car door shut and he runs back up into the window. And as I'm walking into the front door, he's like sitting there with his head kind of staring at me. He is like the coolest dog ever. He's a, so he's a Siberian Husky. And the other day, like he does some weird stuff. 
like just weird stuff. And so we were like looking up some just different facts about his breed, which if you have a dog, it's a really funny thing to do because it explains some of the weird stuff that he does. So we were looking it up and when we were, we were looking at it, we saw that the average lifespan of like his breed is about 12 to 15 years. And that's like awesome. That's a super long time. And so Emily and I were just talking about how cool it would be, how awesome it would be if we got to experience the blessing of this dog for 15 years. Like, that's a long time. 12 to 15 years is like a lifetime. Think about what you were doing 15 years ago. Think about the, the clothes you were wearing and the TV shows you were watching and school you were in or the, the job you are in. Do you guys want to know what I was doing 15 years ago? I was, um, I was a 100% certified goober. Um, I was in middle school and I did not know what cool was. Um, I had bleached blonde hair. That is not a joke. It wasn't this long. Um, it was green for a little bit, and uh, then it was blue for a little bit, and then I went to Jolly Rogers in Ocean City, and all the dye came out, and the water slides, and then it was just just bleached blonde and awful. Um, so uh, thankfully, my mom still hang on, hangs on to some old pictures, so I've got a picture of this. We can, we can toss it on the screen. Yep, rocking it out. I got my baggy shirt there too, um, and my and my baggy pants. Um, but yes, that that happened. That was. I don't think cool would be the word that I would use to describe that. But that was my life, if I can believe it. Fifteen years ago, like that is such a long time ago. And I think about a blessing that could last fifteen years, and that just sounds awesome. That's such a long time. But how much greater would it be to have a blessing that lasts for eternity? like a blessing that never ends. And that's, when we follow Jesus, that's exactly what we get. We're giving a, given a blessing that never ends. Eternal life with Jesus, it's a blessing that'll never go away, and it's something that can't be taken from us. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible comes from the book of John. It's John 10, 28. We'll toss that up on the screen. This is Jesus talking here, and look at what he says. He says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus promises eternal life to those who choose to follow him, and he promises to protect us. He says that we will not perish. He says that there's nothing that can take us away from him. He is there to protect us, and he says that our eternal life is secure and that we can trust in him. Doesn't that just give you so much hope? Like, that is just an incredible verse. And when we place our trust in Jesus, when we choose to live for him, then we're blessed for eternity. Now let's look back at the parable that Jesus was telling in the book of Matthew one more time. You guys are going to have it memorized by the end of the day. Um, We'll read this one more time. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. And there's one more element of this blessing that I really want us to see. So in the story, Jesus is comparing eternal life to a treasure that's found in the field. And the man went, he sold all he had, and then he went back and he bought that field. Now, when he bought the field, he owned it, like right then, right at that moment. He didn't have to wait. He owned it immediately, right when he paid for it. And the significance for us is that Jesus has already paid for our eternal life. When he came to this earth, when he gave up his life on the cross and then rose from the dead, he was purchasing your eternal life. He already made the payment. He sacrificed his life so that you can be forgiven, so that you can have this eternal life. 
And all we have to do is ask Jesus to forgive our sin and then make the decision to live our lives for him. And then we get that reward that he's already paid for. And we get it immediately. Now, this is one of the coolest things that we can see about eternal life because eternal life isn't just something that we look forward to. It's also a blessing for right now. Eternal life is a blessing for right now. So we read earlier about what Jesus said in the book of John about eternal life. And the word that John used in the original language for eternal actually refers to two things. So it's talking about quantity of life, like, like the number of years being eternal, but it's also talking about the quality of life, the quality of life. So eternal life, it's life that never ends, and it's also life that's full. It's a life of the highest quality. So when we choose to follow Jesus and to live our lives for him, eternal life, it starts immediately. So check out this verse earlier in the book of John. This is John 3.36. We'll toss this up on the screen. It says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Read that bold word with me. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. It doesn't say that we will have eternal life. It says that we have it right now in the present. It's not just a future blessing. This is a blessing that you can have right now. Now, ever since we were kids, um, I have an older brother. He's like three and a half years older, and we're, we're really close. And the thing that we've always done that's like, like just made us so close, we have a common interest in sports and in video games. And we've always loved playing video games together. It's our favorite thing to do together. When we were growing up, we, we were obviously in the same house, and we played games together all the time. And then he went away to college, and we started playing games online together. And uh, now he lives in Virginia, so we still play games online together. And even this week, I stayed up till like two a couple nights playing Call of Duty with him. So um, we love playing games together. But growing up, we never had a Nintendo 64. Now, how many of you guys remember Nintendo 64? Nintendo 64 was awesome. GoldenEye, Mario Kart, Mario Party. Man, it was, it was awesome. Well, we never had one. Our Virginia cousins had one. Our North Carolina cousins had one. But we didn't have one. Until one year for Christmas, my mom let us go and pick one out. And I still like, can visualize in my head that day walking into Toys R Us and going into the electronics spot and picking up our N64. But after we picked it out, we didn't get to play it. So like, we were excited to get it, but my parents, they just picked it out, and then they put it away until Christmas came. So as a kid, waiting for Christmas is tough because you have all this excitement, and you, you just know the day is going to be amazing. But when you have something that you are looking forward to, and you can absolutely guarantee that Christmas is going to be amazing, man, it just feels like an eternity counting down those days. So it's so tough waiting for that blessing. But what's amazing about what the Bible says about our eternal life is that we don't have to wait for it. Eternal life isn't just about what happens when we die. It starts immediately when we choose to live for Jesus. So, so what is this life of the highest quality? What is life that has eternal quality? Well, it's two things. And the first is, it's life where our blessings overshadow the trials that we face. Where our blessings overshadow the trials that we face. It's knowing that when life gets hard, God is still with us. God still cares about us. He still has a purpose for the difficult and the painful things that we go through. And knowing that God promises that no pain and no trial can take away the eternal life that he has given to us. It's the blessing of knowing those things in trials. It, it gives us hope when we're in pain. Knowing that life is full. Knowing that our pain is temporary, but our eternal security in Jesus will last forever. 
And here's the second thing. Life of the highest quality is being filled with the love of God so that we can share that love with others. It's being filled with the love of God so that we can share that love with others. When we have the blessing of eternal life, when we know that we are loved by Jesus, knowing that it inspires us to show love to all of the people that are around us. It makes us want to cheer people up. It makes us want to encourage them to help them to show love and, and to them so that they can see the hope that Jesus has given us. It makes us want to share with others all of the amazing things God has shown to us. And it makes me think of how awesome you guys were earlier this fall when the Miller family was in need, when, when their apartment building caught on fire, and when they were in need, you guys met their needs. You met their housing needs by helping them find a place to stay. You guys met their physical needs by helping them out financially. You met their spiritual needs by encouraging them, by praying for them. And that right there is what happens when you know that you are loved by Jesus. The love that Jesus has shown to us, it overflows out of us. And it just causes us to show love to all of those that are around us. Eternal life, it isn't something that we just sit around and wait for and just chill until we get to it. It's something that we have right now. It's something that causes us to look for ways to bless our spouse when they're having a rough day, whether that's buying them flowers or taking them out to dinner or even just doing the dishes and the laundry. Eternal life causes us to look for ways to bless our coworkers and our family and our, our neighbors and our friends. When we see the love that Jesus has for us, we can't help but share that love with those around us. So the life of the highest quality, the eternal life that Jesus has given to us, it's where, number one, our blessings overshadow our trials, and two, where we are filled with the love of God so that we can share that love with others. And Jesus has offered this blessing of eternal life, life of the highest quality and life that never ends. He's offered it to each one of us. So what are we going to do with this gift that he's offered to us? What are we going to do with this blessing? Look, if you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus are you going to make that decision today to accept this blessing of eternal life that he's offered to you? And if you have made a decision to follow Jesus, are you going to use the eternal life that Jesus has given you to bless those around you? Are you going to focus on the blessing of eternal life more than the stress of the circumstances that are around you? Are you going to share the love that Jesus has given you with those that are around you? This eternal life that, that Jesus has offered to us it's the greatest blessing imaginable, and it should change the way that we live because when we think about this blessing, it changes what our priorities are. We want to show love to those around us. We want to focus on the joy that Jesus has given us. We want to do things to serve the people that are around us, and we want to live our lives for Jesus because of what he's done for us. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for sending Jesus to this earth. I thank you um, for everything that he did for us. I thank you for this eternal life that he's offered to us, and that he's offered to us for right now, and the hope that he's offered to us for our future, for eternity. I pray, God, that if there's anybody in here that, that hasn't made that decision to follow you and to accept this incredible gift, I pray that today will be the day that they make that decision. And I pray, God, for, for those of us that have made that decision, God, I pray that you would help us to live the life of, to the full that you have given to us. I pray that we'll make the most of this life by living every second for you and by living every second for loving those that are around us. I pray that you would bless everyone as they go out today and into their week. And I pray all this in your name. Amen.